0: I thought I was lost, but then I realized I was on an adventure, finding myself. Before I get into today's episode, I'd like to introduce you to Meredith Siggett Consulting. Through my finding myself journey, I've learned a lot, and I'd like to use what I've learned to help you live the life that you want to live. Change and transformation sometimes can be scary and confusing. I'd like to support you to find the joy in the journey and be the person that you want to be. Increased positivity, mindset shifts, and an action plan can get you on the right path to the life that you have always wanted. Check out my website at www.meredithsiggett.com. Let me spell that for you. Meredith. M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H, SIGET, S-I-G-E-T. There, you can schedule a free 20-minute discovery call and check out everything that I have to offer. Let me know that you're a listener. I want to show extra special love to all of my listeners out there. Welcome back to the Finding Myself Podcast. I am Meredith Sigett, the host here at this podcast. This podcast is about finding myself, but I'm hoping that you'll come along on this journey with me and pick up some tools and some tips and some strategies to help you. Today, I have a fabulous guest with me, and and I picked this guest because I need to talk to her, and I'm hoping you guys can get something from it, too. So I want to introduce to you Rachel Stravelli. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing? Great. How are you? I am doing great. I am ready for this. I've got my coffee. I am just set to, to talk with you and find out everything that you have to offer, this topic today, finding myself in nature, I think is going to be great for me, extremely great, but also for our guests during this pandemic time, mm-hmm. using these strategies that you're going to offer today and some of this information to to help us out so we can just get better do self care and just think about our wellness more. Gosh, I'm giving it away a little bit, aren't I?
1: It's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you won't steal all my fire. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, let's start off with telling my listeners who you are.
1: Yes, yes. Well, uh, thank you for having me here today. I I have a smile on my face because you're already making me feel good. <laughs> And I, I went for a walk this morning. So being in nature has been a really big part of my life since I was young. And it's it's both self-care and more than that. And at various points in my life, I've looked into how could I make this my career? Because I, I like the idea of, if you love something and you do it for work, then your life is even more fun because you're spending more time doing what you love. Yes. And and so, yeah. So in in the past, I've worked at summer camps and on organic farms and at environmental education centers and, and as a science teacher. And some of those I liked more than others because okay. I've had a finding myself journey experience too. And in the pandemic, in, in, in some ways, I've had to find myself all over again. I don't know if that has happened for you, but... A little
0: bit of reinventing.
1: Yes. Yeah. I feel like this time, for me and a lot of people that I interact with, there are new elements, new stressors. And so we've had to reorient how we see things and how we respond to things and several times i've had to think what are the most important things nature always comes up for me as one of the most important and then good relations with my family and being creative and helping uplift others and then the rest of it like a clean house or interesting meals or whatever (laughs) That's just falling to
0: the wayside. Yeah, which I, I said to my Facebook group in a Facebook Live that I had to have my breakdown early on in yeah. this pandemic so that mm-hmm. I could build my, myself back together stronger. I had to readjust the pieces and build kind of in a new way just so I was stronger and could use my strengths to handle what we were dealing with.
1: Yes, I love that. Well, and you know what I like about it that I think about and that some of clients or friends that I've talked to, I've known a few people who felt like when this happened, all of a sudden they thought, oh, now I'm back to ground zero, nothing that I did worked, like all that was for naught. But what I realize and what it sounds like you really realize too, is if you've, gone through a process before of examining and finding yourself and evaluating, doing it again, yes, you have to do it again, but, but it, I feel like it's faster. And when you come out of it, there's a confidence going into it thinking, here's what I'm going to do to find myself through this new situation and come out of it in a new way. Which, so I, oh, go
0: ahead. Which I think that what you're highlighting is we're giving ourselves permission to break down yes. and rebuild, that that's not a bad thing. That's a, a survival skill. Yes. That's a good thing. And yeah. it really allows you to be thoughtful in how you're going to move forward, almost yeah. empowering. Yes. Thank you. I'm getting I know. Me too. <laughs> I I love that because I, I'm a big proponent, and I've said this before. Crap happens in life. Yeah, it, it's gonna happen. The crap's gonna change,
1: mm-hmm. but it's
0: gonna happen. So, how do we respond to that crap? And if we yeah. give ourselves permission to go back, you know, have your breakdown. Or yeah. go back to the drawing board, figure out what strengths work for you, figure mm-hmm. out where you might need to work on, mm-hmm. what new skills you might need to obtain, mm-hmm. and move forward. And there's nothing wrong with that process.
1: Exactly. Yes, I agree. And I think it's actually knowing that this process happens more than once in our lives is, is realistic. And so what I, throughout a lot of my time of working with nature in various ways, in a garden, on a farm, at an environmental ed center, and spending so much time in nature, I've really gone deep into, and I'm also, I, I studied science for at the graduate level. So I've gone deep into it that way, but I've also gone deep into it from an artist and a reader and a writer's perspective. And what I have found is for for me, there's a lot of wisdom that I've learned from the natural world that impacts my life. And so in my finding myself journey, when I had my first child, I was going to be a stay at home mom and a homesteader and crafting and gardening. And I thought it was just going to be like, The rest of my life was this beautiful unfolding fairy tale of amazingness. And it didn't look like that at all (laughs) because I, and this may have happened to you and some of your listeners of the ideal in my mind was very different from what the reality was. And I quickly realized this isn't fulfilling for me. This doesn't stimulate my mind. I can't be creative in the way that I need to be. And, and so I started th- looking at, okay, what can I do? What can I bring back that isn't in my life right now as a stay-at-home mom? And what I realized was the intellectual stimulation and the creativity wasn't there because babies and toddlers, they're not really into deep conversation, hardly
0: ever. <laughs> <laughs> Every so often, maybe.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> And so so I started freelancing and then I started working as a garden coach because I had so much experience that people were coming to me asking for help with their gardens. And over time what I realized was not only did I love working with people in that way of supporting them and learning how to work with the plants and not use pesticides and being organic gardening coach which is a little bit different than conventional. Right. And and through that I started realizing, well, similar to when I was a teacher, I love empowering people. I love having them feel confident to move forward and because I've spent so much time looking at things in the natural world, there's big ideas and wisdom that happens in our lives too. So like we were just talking about this big process But the seasons, every season, the leaves, the trees drop their leaves and that, that all decomposes and, and then the trees have to start again in the spring. And if we could talk to them, are they like, oh great, another spring renewal. Now I have to start all over.
0: (laughs) I love this. This is such a great way of thinking about the, I mean, the seasons of our life. Yeah, the the ups and the downs, the, the cyclical, the renewal that can happen over and over again
1: and understanding that that's part of the process. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, and we, you know, even though we have our lovely human world, we're still nature even though we're not outside all the time or, you know, living only on fresh fruit and by a waterfall in Jamaica or something. Right. We, so it's, there, there's a part of us that we have to follow these natural laws because even if we have all these human constructs and technology, there's still like um, things that apply to us that apply to everything else.
0: Okay, I've been dying to ask you this question and it, it's oh, it's very yeah. very much um, a selfish kind of about me question. so I, That's like okay. hear,
1: hear ask me away. I, you've got me here. <laughs> yes
0: and um, so I have always felt a draw to nature. and mm-hmm. as a kid, I thought like I was special that I could talk to the animals. mm-hmm. And I, as an adult, I understand I didn't talk to the animals, but I took time to stop and appreciate them in their environment instead of invading it. Yes. So with the appreciation of them and their environment and appreciation of like nature as a whole, I felt a connection to it. Do you see that there is a certain personality or something about people that are naturally drawn to nature or naturally connected to nature?
1: Mm, that is a great question. And it's also a little bit, I can take this in different ways. So okay. we'll see where I take it. Okay. I almost feel like we could do a whole lecture series just on the question you just asked. Really? That's how okay. good question is. Yes. Oh, okay. So <laughs> what? So one, so one quick little answer is you are aware of what researchers have found, which is that people who spend time in nature, the way they relate to other people and other creatures, it brings out um, characteristics or qualities of generosity, of creativity, of connection. And so, you being in that environment, talking to the animals, connecting to the animals, it it made you more receptive and it made you think of things in a different way. And in some ways, I'm not exactly sure which one was in, whether it was you interacting on the natural world okay. or the natural world interacting on you, which made this change. But they do know that when you spend time in the natural world, it makes you more generous. It makes you more creative. You have more ability to relate to others and see a connectedness. And that if you're not spending time outdoors, you're not having those connections. And so actually a lot of early childhood researchers these days are, maybe not a lot, but some talk about, nature deficit disorder and if kids aren't playing enough because there's the mental and emotional well-being that comes from it but also the physical well-being of running around and playing outside we need for our bodies to be in environments where the terrain is not all one level and all one temperature and so and what I wonder is For example, recently I was looking into a lot of hospitals now are trying to redo how they have their facilities set up because what they found is they're not actually providing the best environment for people to heal because some of beyond just the medicine, the environment itself, nobody wants to go to a hospital and look at the sterileness of the situation. Like it feels clean, But it doesn't feel cozy and good and nurturing and nourishing and so some hospitals for example they're looking at how do we bring in nicer food more sunlight more warm connections with people and and all of that isn't the natural world per se but it's people realizing we can't we can't um separate ourselves from the natural world without having some detriment happening.
0: Wow. I like you've given me so much to think about in that one answer. I want to do a little bit of research because of course, being a mom, um, I'm thinking about things that I did with my kids. And Mm -hmm. personally, I know um, my daughter when she was little, if we didn't get outside in the morning and the afternoon she was a different kid yeah and so i always knew i had to get her out two time at least two times a day mm-hmm. if not i was dealing with some behavior issues right um and i just knew that about her my son he needs to be outside. He definitely needs to be outside now during the pandemic. He mm-hmm. was the one that I needed to take out even in the rain. We would go for walks. Yeah.
1: Aww. So nice.
0: I I know that there is a internal desire or need and not something that they can necessarily articulate. Right. But there is a need to go outside but I didn't even take it into a direction of being a, a deficit
1: hmm.
0: or th- that there's so much more benefit
1: mm-hmm.
0: of development that the, the, the link to development
1: mm-hmm. is
0: amazing. And I, I love development. So I got to look into that more.
1: Yes. Well, and so, and in our lifetime, I, I, sure we're going to see even more research and studies that can, so that if we do this interview two years from now, I could say probably a whole spiel of here's what they found, blah, 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 because even in the last 10 years, the amount of research that has happened is in, there's thousands of papers on connection to nature with either well-being or physical health or mental health, emotional health. Whereas a decade or 15 years ago, there might have been 50 studies. And the other cool thing is it doesn't, well, okay, first let me say this. So most of us spend 90% of our time indoors. And but throughout human history, that wasn't what we were doing. And so it's a it's a much more recent occurrence. And then especially with all the devices, which, I mean, hey, I'm not anti-technology, obviously. Right. I'm connecting over technology. <laughs> <laughs> but I also try to be very, very aware of, am I being intentional with my use of technology? Because it's so easy for any one of us to have it suddenly all consuming in our lives. And then we don't even realize how much it's present. And so one interesting study that I think you and your listeners would probably want to know about, there, and I'm not 100% sure where exactly this research happened. It was either the US or the UK, but they had people go outside and take a nature walk for, it was either 60 minutes or 90 minutes. Some people were allowed to take their phones and be on their phones some people were instructed not to bring any devices. And then they measured brain patterns and uh, wavelengths and a few other things from the people after their walks. The people who walked with their phones, as in on their phones or on their devices, there was not a measurable difference whether they walked in a nature scene or through a mall, for example. Whereas the people who put their phones down, and I mean, okay, you could have it in your pocket, just don't take it out. Right. You know, if you're someone who you can't leave without your phone, the people who had their phones with them, even an hour later, their brainwave patterns were different. Um, They they were able, and so some of the things that nature does, we have better problem solving, better... short-term memory, better working memory, it reduces our stress hormones, and and yet if we go out and we're constantly snapping pictures in nature, we, we come away with beautiful pictures, but did we actually get to enjoy the moments we were there? And I don't know about you, but how often am I looking at those pictures afterwards? But if we're being present in the moment there, the attention to being present when you're out in whatever natural space you have is the, the big beneficial element of it, and it, it's for all ages. So I talked a little bit about children, but even with senior citizens, they've looked at uh, 20 minutes a day is the minimum, or two hours a week, if you want to have really good effects to your life from being out in nature, that's that's a goal to aim for. But at all ages, it has positive effects pretty much across the board.
0: Wow, I, I mean, it is—it's just amazing to think about something so simple. Yes, just walking outside, not looking at your phone, mm-hmm. and taking some time. Mm-hmm. You know, the the stopping to smell the roses. <laughs>
1: Yes. And you know, what just occurred to me, this is kind of silly, but people always talk about the algorithms pushing this to you and the algorithms pushing that. And I'm only getting stuff in my feed because of la da But when you go out in nature, there's not like a hidden agenda. Nobody's trying to, nature's not trying to sell you anything. Not that selling people thinks is bad, but it's a place where you can be and you don't have to feel bombardment to your senses and to your mind and yeah as you say stop and smell the roses and one of the things I love about it the most is it's free pretty much I mean yes you can go to a park that maybe you have to pay entrance to but most people have some access to some level of green space or if nothing else the sky and if you don't have access to, let's say, a park or um, a, a green space or a community garden or something like that, then bringing plants into your home helps. Right. Or having plants on a patio or your front stoop or wherever you can. It, it, if you can't get out into the forest, you know, hike out to Yosemite or whatever, that's okay. I, it's not, the benefits still can happen with whatever way that you can orient your life so that you can be in the presence of wild and natural things.
0: Which during this pandemic, that the time of year it was, here in central mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, we're seeing a lot of rain. Yes. So that has been a challenge to us getting outside. So yeah. early on, we were seeing a lot of rain and also it was still cold. Yes. So we brought in flowers. Oh, I love that. And with my children, we watched the flowers open up. Oh, that's great. And we looked at the different parts of the flowers and each day we would kind of take notice of the the state of the flower, what has opened up, what mm-hmm. leaf has kind of moved and mm-hmm. I again, I was selfish because I knew I needed that to yeah. be a mood lifter, but it really worked out with my kids. They got into it and it was a great science lesson too.
1: Yes, totally. And you're also training them to be observant. And and maybe that's where this piece we were talking about before how you talk to the animals, It when you start observing things, you start being more connected to them because you have empathy, because you're seeing what's going on and you're thinking about it. And that's important for us all to do with each other too. You know, if I saw you every day and you're, you're wilt, more wilted every day I see you and I'm not noticing or doing anything about that, then I'm not using my awareness to, to have a connection where, and yes, you're not a plant, so you're not gonna wilt officially, But it is the same thing with the people that we're around. And so when we learn to have these greater observations with the natural world, then the things, we can then transfer those skills to other areas of life.
0: Which I'll be honest with you, I never made that connection before. Mm. So I'm glad that you presented that. I I completely see what you're saying, Mm -hmm. um, using those observation skills allowing myself to be open to what I see, what's going on around me, I think it it very much resonates with mindfulness. Yes, definitely.
1: And, and that, that's one of the things, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. When I work with folks that sometimes they come to me to learn about gardening, but the other reason why people come to me is to work on mindfulness and using nature as the setting to explore that and it also it's a little bit of a funner way sometimes to do mindfulness rather than finding other aspects of your life to right. suddenly start being mindful with because I feel like for a lot of people it's more interesting like I bet it was interesting every day to see what those flowers were doing and how they were un- Folding. i i mean i think that would be super fun
0: it was exciting
1: yeah
0: and i i had shared with you before this uh recording that we also started our own container garden yes and every day we go and look to see what has happened and it's mm-hmm. an exciting part of our day and we talk about it uh, I look forward to it. And I actually look at the container garden a couple times a day. Mm-hmm. And I know that things aren't going to change <laughs> within a couple hours, but I'm just excited to see what's happening. Yeah. So it, it is a, a mood lifter. It is a little joy mm-hmm. within my day. And it's it's simple. Um, yeah. And I, I appreciate that type of joy you know we talk Mm. a little bit about uh like a the dopamine um you know when you're like gambling and you're pulling the Mm -hmm. uh, slot handles and and you're waiting for that payoff it's kind of like me going to the container and that's me pulling the slot handle and looking like where's my payoff yeah but I love that but I I guess I appreciate the looking at nature instead of gambling.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Better outlet. You probably save more money that way. <laughs> I,
0: I, yes, I'm not a lucky person. I <laughs> the casinos don't draw me very much because I just am not a lucky person. So I <laughs> it, I don't get the payoff. But I am going to get the payoff with my garden and the effort yeah. and the time that and the love that I put into it.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: The, this. This talk here has been mind-blowing, and I'm actually bordering on life-changing. Oh, my gosh. Yay. (laughs) Because I really have some thoughts that I want to continue thinking about for myself, but it really is putting a new perspective on nature for me and all of the benefits. I knew there were benefits out there, Mm -hmm. but there's so much more than I knew.
1: Yes. And it's all, sometimes I, I feel that I'm only giving you 10% or something because the benefits almost seem comical when it, it would maybe be easier to say what's not a benefit. Wow. Or how you're not improved. I'm, I haven't even gotten into things like your physical health. That's not really... If I was a fitness trainer, for example, you'd probably hear me go all into that. And I'm more into the mind and the emotions, although fitness is great. Right. But yes, it's, it's so exciting. And I love how you and your family are, well, I love how you made the dopamine connection because I hadn't thought about it in that way. But for me, gardening gives me that type of, result i'm getting results i'm having success and it makes me feel really good especially because in my past well and now too when working with children either as a teacher or raising my own kids sometimes it's weeks until you feel like you make progress with a person in terms of whatever skill you're working on but in the garden you can see results much more quickly and if you're the type of person who needs who just sitting in nature isn't gonna work for you because you're gonna get bored, like there's not enough to do, then gardening or landscaping is a way to be out there, but you're still being active and engaging with it. You're having to notice because your hands are in the soil and you're looking at the leaves and you have to be somewhat gentle. And so it's a great way for a little bit more high energy people to Have a nice nature activity that you can be involved with. Yeah,
0: I know personally when I I go out for walks and for Mm -hmm. exercise, so uh, you know at a faster pace. Um, And normally before this pandemic, I would put a podcast on or I would put music on and walk, Mm -hmm. and that would be a bit of self care that I get Mm -hmm. to jam out to music or listen to a podcast I really want to listen to. But since this pandemic, I have not plugged in. I go outside and I intentionally don't put headphones on because Mm -hmm. I want to listen to the sounds of nature and unplug. I don't like, I don't want my brain to have one more electronic noise coming Mm -hmm. at it. And I think that has been very helpful. It's a way to just turn off the noise and be mindful to center mm-hmm. myself. And I'm, I'm also using other senses. Now that the flowers are out, the smells. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm loving, you know, walking by, by a lilac bush.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Those always get me and it's like, whoa, hold on a minute. Yes.
1: <laughs> Let me
0: hang here for a second. <laughs> so th- that is nice. Um, I just really, it's a way where I can, I, I want to say like double dip or multitask. I'm exercising. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeding my body, but I feel like I'm feeding my brain and I'm feeding
1: my heart and yes. I'm feeding my soul. Yes, I know. I think I totally agree. And I feel that a lot of people inherently have sense that with this pandemic, because the number of people that I know who are going for nature walks now, who that's not normally their thing, seems like it's skyrocketed. And I think there's a lot of people who are feeling what you're feeling. And I felt too, they're thinking, I don't need to hear more people talking via electronic things or updates or news or whatever they're like i just need to unplug i i need to smell the flowers i need to be out there feel the breeze in my neighborhood there's a lot of birds a lot of people apparently have taken up bird watching uh in this pandemic time when i'm with my kids we do a lot of picnics sometimes it's just in the backyard it doesn't have to be fancy but it's fun to to get out there and like you say notice all the different benefits because we need these types of joy and uplifting moments, especially now, all of the time they're good, but now I feel that having more things that make you feel good help to deal with the stress. And then when you have to go back to the stressful situation, you're calmer, you feel more positive, you know, I mean, lilacs only bloom for a little bit of the year. And so you're also, you're seizing the moment you're living these days and smelling smelling the flowers right where i live right now it's strawberry season and so there's actually a strawberry farm that's open where you can go pick i don't know exactly how they're doing social distancing and all that but i'm sure that they are so i'm excited because i know and that's the other cool thing if you plan to do nature activities you can kind of go with the seasons and think there's only so many weeks of the year I can go pick strawberries. There's only so many weeks of the year you can do apple picking. That might be a big thing where you are, I don't know. Or corn mazes or, you know, it's also a really cool way that we can support our local agriculture and other people with small businesses. Uh, This is giving me chills now because it makes me think it's really nice to help those others who are, providing these great experiences. If you have some extra money to go to a farmer's market or go to a nature preserve that maybe has honey or goat's milk soap or something like that.
0: we Which you're, you're speaking to a different side of me. Oh, I, yeah? Yes. I love farmer's markets. One, oh, cool. I think you get that personal touch yeah. where they'll tell you about... That uh, vegetable, fruit, that item. And then they have knowledge about it, how to use it. There's Mm -hmm. just more to it where you go to the grocery store, you're not asking anyone, you know, (laughs) how do I use this type of tomato or this pepper? But also, I'm really into appreciating these local people. Mm-hmm. who are so important to society i think yeah. as we've you know we've gone to the industrialized society and we're big box stores that's great i'm, I'm not gonna you know say i'm completely against that but mm-hmm. these local farms mm-hmm. keep us going
1: yes
0: how many of the local farms are supporting our local food banks
1: right it's so true
0: and i you know i try to support when i can where i can because they they really are a backbone that we don't appreciate as much as we should mm-hmm. and there there is i do feel good when yeah. i'm at these places and i get to see the faces behind my food one yeah. of with growing this container garden, I want to instill in my kids, this is where our food comes from. It's not the grocery store. Mm-hmm. The, someone is actually planting it, growing it, caring for it.
1: Yes.
0: So understand that this is this is
1: where everything starts. It's true. And that, see, this is also why I love agriculture and organic agriculture especially because also when you're working with children or it could be family members you know they don't have to be children or friends whoever people start to see as you say it doesn't just come from a store because if you've never been on a farm or you've never grown anything it seems like oh a pepper costs $2.99 or $3.99 you pick it off the shelf you put it in your bag end of story but when you grow it and you see the plant getting bigger and the pepper getting bigger and it ripening, you have a whole nother appreciation for all the food you've ever eaten sometimes because it can actually take a lot of work to produce certain vegetables. Some grow super easily, but it it's a really neat way to shift and bring more mindfulness and awareness and appreciation into the things that if we're not careful, we might be taking for granted the food that we're eating or that the grocery store always has stuff, which in this pandemic, that's one interesting thing. I think that people are realizing, wait, I don't want to take that for granted because it's not always there. Right.
0: Well, I think that also what plays into that is when I grow my food or I get it from a farmer's market there are imperfections that are just part of the process Mm -hmm. an apple that we get from the grocery store compared to an apple from the orchard Mm
1: -hmm.
0: have similarities but also have differences Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: those differences don't necessarily make one bad and one good Mm-hmm. And yeah. th- that's something I, th- I think is important to notice because there are people like you see in the grocery stores that are like, oh, I don't like this one. And, <laughs> you know, understand that that's all relative. And there are some blemishes that don't change the function, the taste, the nutrition. <clears throat> and we can't be as picky because if we are too picky, we, we're we going to um, kind of price ourselves out of the market. We're going right. to ignore so much of our food supply.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, that is so true. Oh gosh, we've gotten off totally in a different. I know. I feel like we took a whole other <laughs> route,
0: but it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you bring up some good options for appreciating nature, and and there are different ways of doing that. We've talked about bringing plants into the home. Mm-hmm. We've talked about walking outside, and it doesn't necessarily need to be the hike at Yosemite, but just taking the walk around our block. Mm -hmm. Um, Bird watching. I know my uh, family, we have two, well, I was going to say we have two different bird feeders, but that's not true. We have five different bird feeders, just (laughs) two different areas of them. Oh, wow. So that we can watch different birds, and we use different seeds and food to attract different types of birds.
1: Excellent!
0: And we love to watch them and look at their mannerisms and the fights that they have, and then the squirrels who love the droppings. Yes! So we we love doing that. So that's something we can do from inside our house or Mm -hmm. outside of our house. Um, Let's see, what else have we talked about as simple ways to appreciate nature?
1: Yes, so we talked about gardening, um, having a picnic, Yeah. going to the farmer's market. I feel like that's a way to appreciate nature. Oh, I agree. If you're not in the forest, but for some people, especially if you're in a highly dense urban area, that might be your easiest way to interact with nature because you might not be taking public transit or your car out to the countryside. Which some,
0: um, at some uh, farmers markets, the farmers will bring pieces to educate. Mm-hmm. I know I have seen, uh, I don't know if I should just call it a, a honeycomb display. Yes, but where the, I
1: was just thinking, bee keep, they'll sometimes bring the, uh, like an enclosed bee yeah. hive. Mm-hmm.
0: Which that is, is so neat to just watch the bees do their work, but it mm-hmm. explains how we get our honey.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, so that's one way. Um, it, if you are artistically inclined, some people do nature journaling or plein air painting, which is where you go outside and you just paint and draw when you're outdoors. So that's, that's a nice way that you can interact with, with the natural world. If you have children, You can do a nature scavenger hunt. We've done that
0: during this pandemic.
1: Yeah. 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 And I know when I walk with my daughter outside, she likes to make up songs and usually they're about what we find. And sometimes there was a, I don't know if you know, yellow, yellow tulip poplar, but they're in my region. I know they grow in Pennsylvania too, but I don't know if they're where you are. So they're, they're, they have a part of the petal to the flower that blooms on the tree that's bright orange and yellow. And my daughter was calling it candy corn petals <laughs> because it almost looks like how candy corn looks, but we found it when we were in the forest and I was just smiling and she then was saying we were on a treasure hunt. So instead of a scavenger hunt, she was on a treasure hunt and kept on finding new treasures and we found wands. And I just was like, we're going to let you go with your imagination and I'm going to follow your journey. And so sometimes if I'm outside with my kids, I kind of let them decide what the focus or theme is. It's easier because I don't have to prepare anything. right? And it lets them have their imagination play and they come up with really cool stuff. I,
0: my kids still love to just dig in the dirt. Yes. And I'm, you know, yes, they're going to get a bit dirty and depending on if it had rained, they might get a little bit muddy,
1: but I can Uh, clean
0: up all that.
1: Yeah. And just
0: the experience that they're having is worth it. So I let them dig in the dirt.
1: Yes, totally. (laughs) And so, and for people who are like, I don't want to get in the dirt. You mentioned going to the farmer's market and finding new things pop into your local, whatever, grocery store, farmer's market, maybe specialty grocery store, buy a vegetable you've never bought before. Look up some recipes, try it out, smell, smell things that, you know, vegetables that you haven't smelled before, because when you brought up before, like all your senses coming, I think that's one of the benefits that we get by being out in the natural world that we're not getting when we're on our technology all the time. My, my phone or computer smell like nothing. And right. that's a good thing. But but we need to awaken these senses and, and feel alive. And sometimes that's part of the reason we don't feel alive is we haven't done anything recently that evokes emotion or awareness or experience in us.
0: I I love that. I was like, hold on a minute. I didn't write down that quote. I'm going to have to go back and get that quote. But that is so true about using all of our senses and taking it all in to feel more alive. You brought Mm -hmm. up with the hospital and being so sterile. Yeah, We do create a sterile environment for us. But when we start to like baking an apple pie Oh, yes. Yum. I <laughs> love the smell when I'm roasting vegetables.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And that takes on our senses, and mm-hmm. we do get a physical reaction to it. Mm-hmm. So I, like, I think that is a great way of interacting with nature that I wouldn't have thought of. So that's a really great perspective. It does wake, wake us up.
1: Yeah. I love that. And you know, that makes it so the farmer's market feel that was connected because food is one of the ways that we're interacting with it. Um, And it also, if you look at your kitchen and you're thinking, I don't see anything that looks natural here anymore. (laughs) Maybe that's a little invitation to get something that's not in a box and try it out this week. Uh, And, you know, I, I respect convenience food is, convenient. Right. But yeah, have have fun with letting yourself feel more alive by cooking something different that's bright and colorful or that smells good.
0: Yeah. We uh, one summer, we tried to hit as many farmers markets as we could, and each time we would try something different. So if a different type of tomato or mm-hmm. I, that was the the um, summer that I did eggplant, because I had never made eggplant that didn't come in a box,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so it was to to try that out and turnips and. um oh, yeah. We would just pick one, and and typically at a farmer's market you get really good prices. Yeah. So you don't you don't feel bad about spending a lot of money and maybe not liking something or you're mm-hmm. just it's easier to, you know, pay a dollar for something and try to make it and if you don't like it that's fine, but you can say I experimented, I tried, I explored and that was worth it.
1: Yes. Yeah, and even for your listeners who are in the U.S., if there aren't farmer's markets nearby you or you're feeling like, "Uh, I'm not ready to go out and be around all these people yet, there are a few companies who will deliver the vegetables to your house. Some farmers even deliver to your house. And so I, I think if you have a desire, there's probably a way to make it happen.
0: Right. No, that's great. Rachel, this has been a fabulous conversation. I, like, I am all jazzed and I am ready to go. I know, I'm ready to go to a farmer's market right
1: now. <laughs> I know.
0: I know, but, but I agree with you. I've seen a lot of postings locally about uh, CSAs still uh-huh. happening because the delivery process was already pretty easy. Um, yeah. so there was no contact. Yeah. Um, and it's still, you know, supporting our local, uh, farmers. It's still getting our fresh food. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are ways to, to get those products in a safe manner. Yes. I, I love the idea of the berry picking because I can mm-hmm. see how they can make it social distancing. Cause we've done mm-hmm. apple picking where we haven't seen anyone Yes. So I know you can do it. So now I'm excited to kind of explore to see what might be out there as we start to kind of open up and that might be a good first step activity.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And even, I want to say, I know I talked a little bit about people doing it with kids. That's the stage of life I'm in, yeah. but even if you don't have kids. It's still fun. I, before I had kids, I went apple picking cause I just thought this is fun and I had plenty of time to experiment with all kinds of apple recipes. So yeah, yeah, I think any age, any stage of life, it's a fun way to get in there. Yeah, yes.
0: Well, Rachel, thank you so much for talking with me today. Can you tell my listeners where they can find you?
1: Yes. Okay, so my website is Soul Pioneer, and that's soul like your inner soul. So S-O-U-L, and then Pioneer is P-I-O-N-E-E-R, so soulpioneer.com, and I'm also on, you know, a lot of the various platforms, and that's with my name, Rachel Stravelli. So I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram, YouTube, oh, there might be one more I'm on, but I don't remember.
0: (laughs) You are out there. I will make sure that I I put information in the show notes on how to find you. For all the listeners, you can check the show notes out. But this has been amazing. Rachel, thank you very much for talking with me. I know that this has changed me. I know that my listeners are just as jazzed as I am. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you. This was delightful. And yeah, if anybody, if you want to start a garden, I have a free 30-minute gardening video that you can access from my website and I should send to you. I also have a handout seven easy ways to connect to nature. Although I think we covered almost every way, but okay. Still that's on my website too. So
0: yeah, if you want to send it to me I or um maybe I'll find the link. I can put it in my Facebook group yes, just sure. so people that can do a easy uh, easy link to it. So oh great, great great. I love it. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you for having me, Meredith. All right. Have a good day. And listeners, I'm going to say bye, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Finding Myself. If you like what you heard, please leave a review. If you have a question or a suggestion, feel free to email me at findingmyselfpodcast at gmail.com. I also invite you to be part of our Finding Myself community on Facebook. There you will have access to more resources, more suggestions, more information, and the opportunity to be part of discussions. Please meet us back here next time.